Hey guys, and welcome back to the Outlook Industries podcast. It's your guy, Trevor Johnson, back with some fire conversations for you guys. Today, I had an awesome guest on, Cody Flom, one of the best scooter riders in the world, if not the best scooter rider in the world. I don't know who's going to argue with me. Um, Super nice kid, really, really inspirational with his faith and just how he looks at life is really positive. And I think we could all learn a thing or two from that. So please welcome Cody Flom. And I want to ask you guys a favor before I get into the podcast. I just got on all of your streaming platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on YouTube. Like, if you could go give me a like on the YouTube video, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts right now, go down, give me five stars. Tell me what you like, what you don't like about the podcast, who you want to see on the podcast. I love all the reviews. So if you could totally do that for me, it would it would make my day. Um, so yeah, let's get into the podcast with Cody. It was a great one. I'm excited for, the, for you to hear this one. Let's get right into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Outlook Industries podcast. I'm here today with a very special guest. Yo, How's it going, Cody? What's up, man? Thanks for having me here. Yeah, of course, man. Um, I just wanted to kind of figure out, like, what's your daily routine like? Like, what do you do during, like, what's your typical day? My typical day varies, definitely. Uh, yeah. Seeing it as COVID has kind of, like, taken the world by storm, I haven't really had the opportunity to travel uh, for contests and whatnot. Um, so a lot of times I'm just maintaining my fitness level and also, like, skill and ability to ride my scooter um yeah. so working out riding uh filming for social media content and also doing some work with lucky uh yeah. usually is how my day goes <laughs> oh nice okay gotcha obviously uh faith is a very important thing in your life mm-hmm. and uh i was just wondering how like it's helped your scootering and um, what your personal relationship to God is and how mm-hmm. you kind of got that. Cause I know a lot of people in our generation kind of have trouble with, uh, faith and that kind of stuff. And yeah. I was just wondering how your journey kind of was. Totally. Yeah. I think a lot of times people can recall a moment in their life when they had sort of like a revelation of like the Lord revealed himself to me in this way. And I was emotionally taken over. I don't really have yeah. anything like that per se, but Looking back um, of all the experiences that I've had in my life, I've just come to find that there's no other explanation for the grace and favor that I've had in my life other than yeah. uh, the Lord. Uh, and so that affects my everyday life in scootering in that it gives me a purpose to ride for that's bigger than myself, which is really yeah. inspiring and encouraging for me. Awesome, awesome. yeah. yeah. Um, do you think it helps with like committing to tricks or like having something to look at do you ever find yourself when you're riding like kind of almost saying a prayer in your head yeah definitely i mean i for the most part am in constant communication with the lord anyway because that's just yeah, kind of like gotcha. how i live my life um yeah but yeah for learning new tricks and whatnot like i said before i feel like i'm riding for a purpose that is more than just you know, that feeling that you get when you land that trick. Of course, yep. I, everybody seeks that, and that's awesome. Yep. Um, but there's even more value added on to that 
uh, since I know I'm riding for something bigger than me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, how did you kind of get into scootering then? I ri I started riding when I was 10. I'm like 20. I'm about to be 21 now in a couple weeks. Um, nice. And really, I just started because it was a common interest my friends and I had. Uh, we all rode scooters outside each other's houses. Eventually, we started yeah. to go to the skate park, and then, you know, we went from there. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, mm -hmm. you've been scootering for like 10, 10, 11 years then? Yeah, just about. Um, here's one that I have that I find kind of interesting, mm -hmm. and I, I don't really know how your take is on it, but um, I just want to know the story about when you first learned backflips, because I know that's usually like a milestone for people. Yeah, definitely. And I was just wondering how your journey with that was. Totally, yeah. Backies were a bit scary. I mean, they're scary for everyone, for sure. Um, yeah. And finding a foam pit in Southern California... Um, isn't the easiest thing, and especially when yeah. I learned it. So I learned it when I was, uh, I think I was 13, so 2013. Um, yeah. Woodward wasn't all that friendly to scooters at the moment, um, yep. and you could go for scooter camps, but that required a lot of money that I didn't necessarily have at the time. So yeah. uh, me and some homies found uh, a gym that had a ramp in their gym setup. It was called Twisting really? in Lake Elsinore. Yeah. I don't. Huh. Yeah, I don't know if that that place is still there, like the gym, the gymnastics yeah. part of it is, but maybe. Anyway, we went to that ramp. Uh, I don't even know how we found it or how we got in, but we were there. Yeah. Um, and the ramp was sketch because it was like a gymnastics <laughs> place. It, it was like yeah. it, it, the transition was fine, but the the shape of the ramp was like a vert ramp, and which is terrible for, for learning a backflip. Because, yeah. like, you don't know how to push through when you're learning it. So, anyway, I'm going up, dropping into the, the, the roll-in, and then I'm going up into the, the quarter pipe. And I'm pulling, like, as hard as I can. And I backy. I make it all the way around, yeah. which is a big plus. But I straight up landed feeble on the ramp and then thankfully oh fell into the foam. So, it wasn't ideal. Oh no. It definitely wasn't ideal. Um, I did yeah. that, like, three times. I got for sure spooked, but I was, like, still determined. Right after yeah. that, we went to another skate park called Nick Vicker in Lake Elsinore. I, I've only okay. been it once. I think they've redone it since. Um, really? And then okay. the time of day that we went, uh, it was a gated uh, skate park. The time of day that we went, um, the, the, the skate park was closed. So we had to hop the fence. So that was an experience in and yeah. of itself. Um, I remember my dad was there, and he's like, I'm not hopping the fence because like, he's my dad. He's older, <laughs> yeah. so he's not going to do that. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so just me and my homie went in, and I go and onto the box jump that they have there. Uh, yeah. I tried it, and I bailed midair, and I landed like, I didn't go upside down fully. I kind of like twisted out of it, and then I kind of landed on my face, kind of on oh, my God. stomach. But yeah. then I got up, and then I did it like second try. <laughs> so yeah, the first one's always the worst for yeah. sure, especially when learning on like a new ramp. Because yeah. that was kind of, I just recently uh, learned them after like seven years or however long I've been riding. Nice. But um, it's the uh, I went to like the sketchiest ramp I could find and just pulled, and I was like, yeah. I hope I make it around. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a, a trip the first time. Yeah. Um, what was probably the most mentally challenging trick for you then? Mentally challenging trick, um, let me think, probably 540 flare, honestly. Oh, like, because I, I learned that trick when I was like 15, I think, and then I did it for like a year and a half, and then I didn't do it for like two years because like 
It's yeah. just scary because the thing with a five flare, uh, it's so much different than a regular flare because with the regular flare, you can bend your knees. With the yep. five flare, you're fully penciled out. Um, and sometimes yeah. you don't get that rotation fully around. And I remember when I was learning it, I did a five flare, or I did a 360 backy, so I under-rotated. And then yeah. my front wheel hit the ramp, and I just went from the top of the ramp, like, straight to flat onto my back. And it was just like, oh, it was no. a crappy experience, and it kind of got me spooked. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hmm. Uh, that kind of makes me think of your uh, Scoot Fest entry of this last year. <laughs> that five flare bar whip. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had a, I, learning that trick, dude, that trick was scary, too. <laughs> That's like a high consequence trick if yeah. you screwed up bad. Definitely. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Let's kind of talk about your Scoop Fest entry and kind of how you went about that because that's sure. different than most other competitions. So I'm sure it was interesting for you. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like perfect timing because there hadn't been the, the time when Scoop Fest uh, virtual started. Uh, I had kind of like been on the verge of like, okay, I need to ride. I haven't ridden all summer. I haven't competed yeah. in like a year. I need to do something. I need to put my energy to something. So when that came about, I was like, okay. I'm going to win this. Like, I, I told Chris, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm going to win this. Um, and so, you know, I went out trying to film some stuff. Uh, and it was, like, over a span of, like, a week and a half we filmed, or I filmed. Um, yeah. And I landed a bunch of tricks that I had, you know, been wanting to for, like, quite some time. But, you know, you, yeah. you have a trick list, but a lot of times you never get around to it because you don't have a reason to really send it. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. This was the reason. So I'm yeah. stoked that it, it went the way that it did, you know? So what what trick are you the most proud of? Honestly, probably the five flare bar whip. Um, yeah. Just because it, it's the most technical. I mean, doing yeah. tricks straight over a box or just straight air, there, yeah. I, there's, there's much value in that. Um, but yeah. in comparison to doing an aerial combo... It's uh -huh. a lot more uh, difficult for sure, um, and uh, also like I had a little bit of a mental block with that trick too. So getting over oh, that. Oh yeah, for tight. sure. <laughs> what was your ender? What even was that trick? Back skew, uh, finger whip to whip front skewer cup. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Funny thing. I literally. Yeah. I was watching it yesterday, and I was like, I still like I've watched this four times, and I still have no idea what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I tried that trick for the first time. Um, for in action space the year before that, and I I got it like one foot, but then I just like didn't land it because again there was like no reason, so I just didn't get around to it until scoop fest. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, what uh all sponsors do you have right now? I'm riding for Lucky Scooters. That's my main company sponsor, the Vault Pro Scooters, um, Action Space, and yep. uh, Stega. Stega is a trampoline scooter company. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yep. Um, do you have another job or are you living off of scootering right now? For the most part, I, I work as an apprentice, a carpenter apprentice with my dad every now and then. Okay. Um, sometimes when he has jobs, like this past month um, in March, I worked a lot more than normal um, because he yep. was uh, building an ADU, which is additional room on a house. So gotcha. it, it's fun uh, learning and, and framing and doing all that. But for the most part, it's scootering. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, 
what about how many sig parts have you had and what's your favorite and where does you where do your graphics come from sure yeah i've had uh three so far which has been sick um we did 20 i think 17 we started and then i did 2018 and then we skipped 2019 and then we did 2020 um yeah all my graphics have been hang on this is stopped uh all my graphics have been uh with Lucky's graphic designer, which has been really cool. Yeah. So I've been able to okay. build relationships with everyone um, on like the backside of Lucky as well, which has been yeah. uh, a, a real blessing, to be honest. Um, it's a good company. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think each SIG deck has kind of like embodied what my personality was at that time yeah. um, in my life, which has been pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. awesome. Um, what is your most recent graphic? What's that about? So the the V3 version was uh, inspired by the 911 Martini yep. uh, Porsche. So it's a racing yeah. car. I love Porsches. Uh, I love 911 yep. specifically. Um, and I just have always liked that Stripe um, uh, logo look. Uh, and so yes. we did uh, our, our best to kind of emulate that. Um, and gotcha. I think it turned out quite well. I wanted to go with like a gray base because, to be honest, I, I see so many white and black, uh, or, or sorry, yep. sorry, so many black um, base combo uh, SIG decks. I wanted to kind of mix it yep. up. And also it goes well with tie bars that everybody has in, in just raw. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Um, the... Uh... You have a Porsche 911 right now, right? I don't. So I, I okay. had a 944, and then I was okay. uh, I had it for two years. It's a good car. I love it. Yeah. Um, but I sold it because I got into an accident with it, and it was like the oh, same dang. amount of money to repair the body as I paid for it. And I'm just like, ah, I'm just gonna no, get a Forerunner. <laughs> yeah. So you're driving Forerunner right now? Yeah. It's a good what car. What year? 98. Oh, nice. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Um, I want to talk kind of about Conquer. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. And how you kind of started that and what that journey has been like. Totally. Yeah. Conquer started kind of like as a brainchild of how can I get the attention off of Cody's name and onto something bigger than myself. Um, and yeah. the purpose behind the brand is to kind of encourage people to do life and conquer life, the circumstances that come with that. Uh, with yeah. the Lord Jesus, and I've done, yep. and I've just created, like, on a more pr practical sense, I've just created merchandise, essentially, for myself, um, yep. but instead of having Cody's name, it's got Conquer's name, which is great, and yes. to be honest, it's uh, it, it's fun, uh, but I want to do a little bit more than that, so I've kind of been, like, taking a break with that, um, just making, like, shirts and sweaters and stuff like that, uh, and I'm kind yeah. of, like, reevaluating uh, the direction that I want to go with that brand so that way it can last longer than my uh, relevant relevance in the scootering industry uh, gotcha. has. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, how did you come up with the logo and what was that creation process like? Uh, the logo and everything? I'm not going to lie. I didn't, I didn't think that much about it. <laughs> I'm not yeah. a graphic designer. I got a graphic designer. Yeah. I said, this is what I want uh, the brand to... Uh, to kind of like symbolize, uh, I wanted yeah. to have sort of like a strong and a sharp look, uh, and this is what we came up with. Um, and I think it's quite cool too because like the logo kind of makes it look like wings. You're flying through the sky, flying yeah. through the sky. Uh, you know, in action sports, is kind of like got some uh, relatability there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, did you come across any like problems with creating merch and that kind of stuff? Well. 
starting it and how did you overcome that and what kind of are you looking at for the future too with it for merchandise that I have created already, it's been pretty simple, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I haven't wanted to do anything that's, like, uh, just, like, super uh, out of the ordinary, out of the ordinary, like, as far as colors go, like, at yeah. the beginning, kind of just getting my foot in the door. Um, but yep. I want to kind of, like, shift my focus from, like, okay, I'm making merchandise, and now I want to create a product that people actually need within the scooter gotcha. industry. Um, so yeah. that's kind of, like, been the new... Uh, you know, thought process in my head for the brand. I don't want to just, yeah. you know, say, oh, buy myself because I'm Cody. I want to say, no, I, I want to offer something that's going to actually increase yeah. the value of, like, or the quality of your writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's really, really inspirational, actually, actually because, because I, I like, like people who are entrepreneurs like, like yourself, and um, I, I just like, like to learn from kind of your process. process. Mm-hmm. So, so I think, I think that's, that's really interesting, interesting. and uh, yeah, yeah, I just because I kind of want to do the same thing with Outlook here. here. I, I want to start it as a podcast, get kind of these connections and meet some really cool people, and then I want to kind of push towards like a product and something that will be good for the scooter industry later on. Totally, yeah. Um, yeah. Outside of scootering, what are your interests? Like, what do you find yourself doing? Uh, fitness is like a big part of my life for sure. Um, yeah. And also, what's been really cool about this whole coronavirus season has been. Uh, uh, that I've created like a pretty solid friend group and community here um, where I live now because every yeah. summer prior to 2020, I'd been like on international trips. Um, and so yeah. I never really like had friends. And I'm introverted anyway, so like I kind of do things on my own. Like, yeah. that's just kind of like a normal thing. Um, but 2020 was like, it just changed stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so I have like a really solid friend group. I spend a lot of time uh, with people and community and fellowship in that, um, and also yeah. running, lifting, fitness, uh, yep. and uh, every now and again a soccer game here and there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was another question actually I had was what was because most people think of coronavirus as like this negative thing that like got in the way of their life, but that's not like there's a lot of things that I wouldn't have done if coronavirus wasn't a thing. Yeah, so I was just kind of thinking like. What positives came out of Corona for you? Sure, yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't. I don't know if I, what I can give full credit to Corona. Um, for, yeah. But uh, definitely, like community um, was like a big thing. Was yeah. uh, got super close to a lot of people. Um, uh, and also just kind of like reevaluating, like, okay, how do I want to go about um, reaching my goals? What kind of goals do I have? Do I want to like truly stick with scootering? Do I want to win worlds, or do I really care? Because yeah. To be yeah. honest with you, before Corona, I was kind of like, uh, I don't really know if I even want to do Worlds. This has been like the same thing over and over. I'm not really yeah. progressing, but going through the season of like not being able to do this thing that I really love doing made yeah. me realize how much I want to better Continue. myself in the sport. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many times have you competed in Worlds? Uh, since 2014, so I think full, uh, five or six. What's, what year are we in? We're in 2020. 2019. 20, 21? 2019. So 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. That's six times. Okay, six, six times. times. Nice. Right. Um, yeah. How's how that experience, experience been? been? It's been sick. Uh, so we did UK um, for the first year that I went, which I love yeah. the UK. The skate parks there are just perfect and and the people there are awesome and they all speak english so that helps um but then most every other time had been um barcelona spain which again i i love that place too um 
Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like most of the times that I had gone to Worlds, with the exception of 2018 and 2019, I'd kind of just yeah. been going for the sake of traveling because I love to travel. Um, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. I never really was like, oh, I want to be number one. I just kind of wanted to soak in these experiences that I was given the opportunity to have. Um, and I think yeah. that, you know, uh, I still rode quite well, but I, I could have been better for sure. And I don't ever, yeah. th- I don't really think that I was ever like, um, better than everybody else to begin with. Like I said before, I think that my life is kind of just marked with grace and favor. And that was just like the Lord saying, like, I'm going to give you these opportunities, you know, yeah. go live it up. And I, I think that I definitely did. Um, uh, so they were yeah. overall good experiences, uh, and it increased my love for the sport and for just like different countries and people. Yeah, for sure. Um, have, have you, you competed, competed in Fies? That's how you pronounce it, right? Feast, I think. I don't know. Feast, I, yeah. Says it different. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I haven't, actually. Funny thing, like, with that, I, I think it's, like, anybody can compete. It's not invite-only. Certain uh, Feast contests are invite-only, um, but most yeah. of them aren't. Um, and so I just haven't gotten the opportunity or gotten the, the, the wits about me, I guess, to, to yeah. work it out. But maybe one day. Yeah, yeah I've always... always I've always wanted to go to either that or uh, to Worlds in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you competed a lot in SD, didn't you, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ScooterCon? So, ScooterCons have been a big part of my life. That was the uh, ScooterCon 8 was the first year that I, or 7, I think, was the first year that I uh, rode in a professional level, like, competition. Um, yeah. And I remember, like, feeling pretty good about myself because I think I ended up in, like, 5th or 4th. Um, Jeez, yeah. and, uh, so that, that was quite fun for sure. That, that contest has been like a really big part of my life too. Cause San Diego yeah. is only like an hour and a half for me. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. Yep. yep. That, that, that contest has just been a big part of shaping scootering in general. Too. So I yeah. just think that's really cool. Um, are you looking at just out of my curiosity, are you looking at going to any of the Woodwards this year? Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm doing West East and, uh, uh, but yeah, West and East, because I don't think Hopper's doing it this summer. Uh, but also, I'm yeah. going to Woodward East at the end of this month, because they have a scooter spring weekend getaway thing. Oh, so yeah, I gotcha. Fun. I'm excited, too, because I'm going with Chris Ferris. He's like the homie. We're getting on the same flight yeah. and going to film. So I'm excited to get some stuff done. Um, but yeah. uh, West and East, those are the main two. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, how's your relationship with... Chris, actually, because I know you guys are really close. So, like, when did you meet? Totally, yeah. So, my story of meeting Chris is funny. We met at Woodward, actually. I think I was, like, 16 at the time. But, like, mind you, you think 16, you're probably, like, I probably look 16 to you now. But when I was 16, (laughs) I I looked like I was, like, a 9-year-old. You know, I was, like, very small for my age. Um, And Chris, he's, like, a year and a half or two years older than me. Um, and yeah. at the time, he was, like, in his bulking season. He was, like, a big guy. I weighed, like, yeah. 115 and, like, had yeah. no muscle. Chris weighed, like, 220 and was, like, all biceps. You know, like, he was yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, I was there at Woodward as a guest pro. Uh, Chris had broken his collarbone um, 
previously before the camp, um, and they yeah. wouldn't refund him, so they he, he just decided to come and hang out as a camper. Um, and my yeah. first experience with him, meeting him, was like, hey, what's up, kid? Um, and Chris was like, <laughs> Chris said he knew me before that, and then he instantly lost so much respect for me because I called him kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but since then, like, we uh, have a similar way of thinking. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's always a good time riding with him because yeah. we can push each other in different areas. Like, I'm really good at overhead tricks. He's not so good yep. at those. He's really good at literally everything, and I'm not so good at literally everything, you know? It's just yep. like... <laughs> <laughs> so true. Chris is just like, other. I'm just good at everything. Yeah, no. <laughs> we push <laughs> each other in that and, uh, you know, do life like that. It's <laughs> Yeah. I think it's really important to find somebody who rides uh, like different than you. Cause that's kind of what Sam has been for me. I've gotten so much better since I've started riding with him just because he does completely different things. Like I wouldn't look at a rail if it wasn't for him. So it's like, <laughs> it's just been a really cool experience that way. Um, let's talk a little bit about your, how you got into working out and fitness and that stuff. Sure. Yeah. I mean, working out is kind of just like, I'm not uh, doing it for any other reason than my mental strength and also yes. my ability. Uh, Ability, increasing my ability and skill on my scooter. Um, huh. I've had my like seasons of like, cause I told you I was like a small guy for my age all throughout yeah. high school. I've had my seasons of like thinking, and I want to put on like 20 pounds or 40 pounds or whatever and get big. But yeah. it's not really that it, it's not really where I want to spend my time. Uh, I work yeah. out uh, mainly for mental aspect of things and also just to uh, increase like my, my core strength. Um, because I think that a lot of times that's overlooked. Um, yes. and what's been cool about Corona too. I've been running a lot lately um, yeah. and I don't like running. Running's like my no, it sucks. Yeah. exercise. Um, but it forces you to be patient, um, which is something that I think, uh, is good for me to learn because it transcends over all aspects of my life. Yeah. Running is such a mental sport mm -hmm. that it's super just good for like staying persistent and patience like you said yeah totally um, yeah you do you read yeah totally. and what's like your favorite book my favorite book that i've personally read was called kingdom man by tony evans um, yeah. and it basically just goes through uh the god's design uh for man in the world that we live in today uh yeah. and it's a, it's a biblical view of uh, a practical way of doing life in the here and now um yeah. and it's kind of like uh, been an encouragement for me uh as far as like how i'm supposed to live life for god's kingdom agenda um but for the most part like uh, i i kind of like read whatever i'm pretty yeah. slow at reading so i'm not like doing like 10 books a month maybe yep. like one every two months um yeah. but i, I want to keep like the brain moving um and uh yep. kind of, like just learn to think for myself more yeah because i was listening to uh somebody's podcast i don't remember which one but they were talking about if you read like 10 minutes a night mm -hmm. even if you're a really slow reader you'll finish like 50 books a year or something like that yeah. something some crazy number and that's kind of i was just like oh okay so i started reading this uh zero to one book by peter thiel about all about startups and starting your own business and um that's been a really cool book it's just really uh helped me i don't know i don't want to say grow up but it's like changed my mindset on a lot of things which is uh been awesome um oh, yeah that's sick what is the uh most interesting th thing that you've learned in this past year about yourself or about just the world in general either either way 
that's a pretty good question. Um, a most interesting thing I've learned, I guess, like I've known this about myself, um, but it's definitely been like reinstated into my mind. Um, yeah. but that, uh, how challenging it is for me just in my personality and the way that I do life, um, it is to like love people the way that Jesus loves us because yeah. like, I think that life is about people. Uh, I know that and I'm very, but I'm very pragmatic. Uh, and I like to do things the way that I like to do things. And I yep. like having a plan and sticking to it, having goals and whatnot. But when you add people into that that equation, it kind of shifts everything around and it ruins your plans. Um, yep. and, it, and it could like set you back. But yeah, I've kind of had to like kind of remind myself that making your, those deadlines and those goals and reaching those, uh, you know, those whatever goals that you have set for yourself isn't what life is about. Um, yeah. So I guess that has been something that I've learned. Like, okay, you really need to like work on this and yeah. and learn how to how to uh, do life. You know, like more in a community mindset. Yeah. Um, what do you want to learn more about? Uh, what do you mean? In what sense? In, in what? In any sense? Uh, really. I mean. I mean, to be honest with you, it's been quite cool uh, for me personally uh, working with my dad um, because yes. I really like the idea of like owning my own house one day uh, and being yeah. able to like work on it and do certain things like that. And, and also yeah. to like own multiple houses to where I can, uh, you know, make uh, a sort of business or side hustle with that. Um, yeah. So learning carpentry has been kind of always exciting for me. Uh, yeah. Something that I've always been interested in for sure. Cool. Yeah. Do you have any investments? Are you in the stock market at all right now? Uh, I've been like playing around. Me and some homies have been like uh, on the uh, Dogecoin. Like, yes. Yep. It's been funny uh, because I'm such a skeptic, but, yep. I'll, but I'll like bash things and I'll say that's so stupid, but then I'll buy it anyway. Um, yeah. Because it's, you know, you're only playing around with money that you're willing to lose anyway. Um, yeah. but for the most part, I'm, I'm not really like <laughs> banking on anything as far as my, my, uh, uh, you know, holdings go. It's just kind of yeah. like something that, that that's just fun mess around do. with. Yeah. Um, here's a weird question, but what are your favorite riding shoes? It's riding shoes. <laughs> yeah. No, totally random, but like, <laughs> I was just like, I was thinking of it the other day. I just ordered some, uh, what are these, some new balances. And I was like, I have no idea what to get. Mm -hmm. So I was like, coming from you, who's ridden forever, what mm -hmm. do you find? What do you, what do you ride in? I'm kind of like a diehard Adidas fan. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, like I've found that I've ridden with Nikes before and I've ridden with Vans before. Vans, they, they're, they, their soles are too thin, um, yep. which I like thin soles, but they're, those are just too thin, at least the ones that I rode in. And then yeah. Vans, uh, Nike, uh, the, the shoe is too narrow for my foot. Adidas uh -huh. is kind of like that perfect compromise. Um, nice. it's got a little bit of thickness on the sole, but it's still like, uh, a small amount enough to where I can still feel my deck. Yeah. Um, and then I have enough support on their low tops that like, I, I'm not like worried about like, you know, rolling my ankle and stuff like that. Ankles and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you ride insoles or do you just use the nah. insoles that are in the shoes? Nah, I'm not okay. really, I try to be like, to, like as, as bare minimum as possible. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. Um, are you working on a video part? Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> nice. It's, it's a slow process, but I have it. I'm like, uh, I think 11 clips deep right now. And I'm kind of like, okay. the fun thing with the video part um, 
I'm like not I'm not by any means a street rider. Uh, I don't have any experience with that. I'm full fledged like park. That's my thing. And so yeah. it's obviously park heavy, but I want to incorporate and I have been incorporating some other like uh, things that have challenged me uh-huh. um, as far as like hitting rails and, and doing yeah. something bigger on a bigger scoot than mine. So really, yeah, <laughs> you have another scooter that you're riding in this video part. Yes. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be really cool to see you kind of branching out a little bit. And I think that's going to, it's going to blow a lot of people away. So um, <laughs> me and me and Sam have been speculating that, Oh, he's, he's working on something. So yeah, <laughs> um, I'm really excited. When do you think it, when is your kind of your deadline or do you not even I, have one? To be honest, and this is bad. I really haven't given myself a deadline. Um, I filmed, like I have clips from like last summer that I, I've been, just been like sitting on. Um, and I filmed like some more stuff recently. Uh, but to be honest, like I can't gauge when I'll have the opportunity to go certain, to certain yeah. parks you want to film at. Um, and so it's kind of like, I just kind of have to leave it up to when I am given opportunities to go and film, to take advantage of those. Gotcha. Um, yeah. do you have any siblings? Yeah, I do. I have a, okay. a older brother and two older sisters. My one sister, uh, she lives in Texas. My older brother just moved out. He's just like 20 minutes away. And then me and my nice. sister are at the house with my parents. Nice. What do they all do? So my sister's uh, uh, just a stay-at-home wife right now. And then well, okay. my other sister is a music teacher. She's like cool. in a uh, swing uh, gypsy jazz band. She's cool. super talented. She plays yeah. guitar. She sings. She's been about that like her whole life like me and scootering yeah. is the same as jazzy that's her name and yeah. like, it's pretty awesome to see Sweet. and then my older brother is an accountant and he's also in a band called sunroom who's a uh, uh they're doing pretty good and, and they they make sick music <laughs> Sweet. yep um have you ever been interested in music and do you play anything no i can't <laughs> i'm not i'm <laughs> musically challenged <laughs> no, <laughs> i understand that, that. yeah I, yeah but i i've been interested in you know being good at it but i'm not good at it so i'm not interested in it <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes so long to get good enough to like be like okay i can kind of do it that yeah. you just haven't taken the time what do your parents yeah. do my parents my dad's a carpenter and then my yep. mom homeschooled all of us uh so she's just been stay-at-home mom which is okay because living in socal on one income with four kids isn't um like ideal <laughs> yeah but you know god's provided my dad's always had work we've always had food on the table there's yep. no complaints <laughs> yeah i know awesome um do you have a girlfriend i do yeah i started we we've been dating for like five months and it's been pretty cool um nice. uh, me and her have uh, known each other for like ages like in the church uh that we go to oh um, gotcha but like i said i wasn't really like embedded in my friend group or community that i had anywhere because i was kind yeah. of like just only thinking about scootering um yeah. but i i'd say like at the start of 2019 we started to become or 2020 we started to become really close friends um yeah and it was cool because i got to know her before yep. we started dating you that's know, perfect yeah. and then you know we started doing that it's been cool sweet awesome yeah that's the best way to go about it is if your friends first it makes it so much better um mm-hmm. Totally. Who do you kind of look up to as an idol? And it doesn't even have to be in scootering, just somebody that you look up to. Somebody that's, I just had somebody in my mind. 
Uh, one of my buddies, his name is Ben Corson. I, I definitely admire him and the way that he goes about his craft. He's a public speaker and also senior pastor at a, a church up in Oregon. Um, okay. But he's just like always on the grind. Um, yep. And he's very community oriented, which has been really cool. I've gotten to see like his human side as well. So it's not like this um, facade that he's living per, per se. It's, it, yes. it's something that I can relate to. Um, in that sense too. And he's just very well-spoken and, and confident. It's pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and who do you look up to in scootering? Who's, who's your favorite rider? Scootering as far as just like style goes, I I'd have to say Morrison because because like, dude, the homie can do everything. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's It's like, honestly, pretty impressive. Uh, and he rides a scooter like a bike, but yeah, he still does things that blows my mind that only scooter riders can do. So I've always yeah. kind of liked his style. I, I feel like I've emulated his, um, when I was younger, like to some degree, um, and uh-huh. it still kind of inspires me. Yeah. His, his flares are the best in the world. Like no, no yeah. cap, <laughs> like just so totally. big. Um, totally, yeah. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? 10 years. Uh, I think that I can't really gauge exactly what that would look like, but if it, yeah. in, in an ideal sense, uh, I would like to own a house, uh, be married, have a family and be world champion at some point, um, yeah. and continue to, uh, grow in the brand and the, and the, the business that I'm kind of building here. Cause I think that yeah. I'm not really, uh, and I know this is very cliche to say, but I, I, I don't really want to work for somebody else's dream. I want to, live my own yes, dream. Um, so <laughs> I want to kind of create that, um, in, in a, in a way that can support me and my future family. Yeah. Awesome. I kind of feel almost exactly the same way. So yeah. that's really cool. Um, did you ever think about going to school? Yeah, I went to school for like two semesters and it was oh, cool. Okay, gotcha. School is not really, uh, like the most benefit, like, uh, the best way I think I could be using my time right now because I have yep. a lot of other opportunities that I've just been given and I'm just walking yeah. through doors. Um, I don't necessarily learn that way anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm more of like hands-on type of person. Um, yeah. And I'm nothing against academia, but honestly, that's just like not how I operate. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What did you go for and uh, where did you go? Uh, well, I was just doing general ed at LBCC, which is a community college, like literally 15 minutes away. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I was doing general ed there. I did some communications classes um, and also uh, some like a couple business classes. It was like oh, pretty good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I have one last question for you, Cody. And uh, sure. that's what is your meaning of life? My meaning of life is to honor and glorify the Lord with everything that I do. And it's, it, and it's like this cliche thing to say. And I think it sounds kind of like uh, um, rehearsed. But yeah. it gives my relationship with Jesus gives me a purpose that makes me want to get out of bed in the morning because a yes. lot of times I found myself at points in my life where I've like been living for uh, being number one and scootering or on social media or yeah. making all the money. Yep, that that lasts for like you know this much time, you know, yes. a very short amount of time uh-huh. um, until it kind of just dwindles away. So it, yep. that has kind of just been the reoccurring theme is to live for something bigger than myself. Jesus. Yep. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you, Cody, for coming on the podcast today. It was really nice to talk to you. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I hope we can do this again sometime. Totally. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it.
Yeah, of course. Um, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, we'll see you in the next one. Thank you again, Cody, for taking the time out of your day. Later.